0: people can hear a dangerous message that will change their life, and next week we are doing communion together, and I will be talking about count your blessings, because many times the reason we aren't thankful is because we're counting the wrong thing, um, and I can, I, I yes, it's gonna be a great, great week next week, and it's a great week for you to invite someone with you, because it's a week before Thanksgiving, and all of December is a great uh, time to bring them, we're gonna be doing a Charlie Brown Christmas here at Foundations Church, um, and taking little segments out of Charlie Brown Christmas, cart. Tune, yes, um, and preaching that. And so, but uh, today I want to talk to you about something totally different. I want to talk to you about yoga pants and fire. Yoga pants and fire, and it should make sense if I, if I do my job right. Um, there is a game, a board game, that I have played with my family. I played when I was a little kid called Sorry, right? Anybody else, you played Sorry? Come on, yeah, it's okay, it's okay. Let me tell you something. If we play Sorry, me and you, and I'm the blue team, you're losing every time. <laughs> blue is my color. <laughs> you're my boy, blue. Um, blue is... My stuff, and uh, the reason I will beat you is because I cheat better than you, probably at this game. But this is a game I love to play. I am not nice when I play this game. I play mean. I play aggressive. I play to win. Is there any other way to play? Because second place is the first place loser. So, um, <laughs> so some of us are really good at playing. Sorry, we're we're good at this game. We're good. We enjoy this game, but. A lot of us, we're not good at being sorry when it comes to life. When it comes to relationships, we're not good at apologizing, right? We, as a culture, we have all these songs about saying I'm sorry and apologizing. There's Justin Bieber, the Biebs, um, who's, you know, is it too late to say I'm sorry? Um, and, you know, he, he's got that song, One Republic Says, you know, is it too late to apologize? Is it too late? And, and I just want to say something before we get going, and this is a lot uh, of me not using my notes today, um, but when it comes to saying you're sorry, before we get going into this message about how to apologize, how to receive an apology, let me say this. There are sometimes, there are some things, some choices we make, some actions we do where sorry doesn't fix it all. Okay, and sorry doesn't, it, why it's necessary and an apology is necessary, it doesn't necessarily fix the situation every time because we have to deal with the consequences. We have to deal with the fallout of the words that we made, the choices we made, the actions we took. And so just as we get going, man, sometimes sorry doesn't fix it. Sometimes an apology doesn't fix it always. But what an apology does and what it brings is it enables the relationship to be healed. It enables forgiveness to enter into the equation and it releases you from guilt of being wrong and it releases you from anger and bitterness of of being wronged. And so this morning as we get ready to go into this, one thing that I understand as a culture, we stink at this. We, we're not good at apologizing. We're not good at saying the phrase, I am sorry. From our political leaders to our government leaders to our leaders at work, man, we're just not good. We say things, and I, I watch the news all the time, and I'm like, man, just say you you said something dumb. Just own it right now. This is your moment to just just say, hey, I'm sorry, I shouldn't have tweeted that. I tweeted before I thought, you know, just just oh, but but they don't, do they? They're just like they cover it up and they blame everybody else. And so as a result, we watch all of our leaders do this, and we do the same thing our homes and the same thing in our relationships and we've not come to a place where we've learned to apologize Um, I googled world's worst apologies this past week and I gotta tell you it was pretty entertaining Um, But the worst, uh, what was voted one of the world's worst apologies was from the company's founder of Lululemon um, several years ago. Some of you know Lululemon. Um, If you have a teenage daughter, that's what they use for a lunch bag because it's a cool lunch bag now. i got my Lululemon bag and my sandwiches in there. It's pretty awesome. Um, But, uh, and they just kind of, anyways. um, And so they've got, Lululemon is like an insane expensive Place for active yoga wear. It started off as a yoga active wear line, and now it's morphed into all the stuff. It's really nice uh, uh, active wear, um, but Lululemon made or makes women's yoga pants. Now, now let me stop. The the, the mere fact that I have to specify women's yoga pants <laughs> is a problem. And I'm just going to tell you, uh, man, guys, guys, if you wear yoga pants, men, in this place, stop, stop, don't. Don't, nobody wants to see you in that. It doesn't, no. It's like looking at the sun and you can't look away. It burns your retinas. It's not, no, 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 stop. Just stop wearing yoga pants. Let women wear women's clothes and men, you look like men. Don't match. Wear shorts that are long enough and not up here. I mean, come on, I'm just helping society out. This isn't biblical. This is just common sense, just life right here, okay? Here's the deal. Lululemon made some women's yoga pants that the butt area was see-through. And so they would get into their downward dog. I'm going to do it this way, okay? Um, they would get into their downward dog or what, whatever yoga pose is. I don't do yoga um, like the Mantis. I don't, I don't know. Um, but that's not a move. I'm just making yoga moves up. Um, but they, they would get into these poses and... They were mooning the whole class. Like, you could see their butt. And, like, it was a problem. And (laughs) the founder of the company, this is several years ago, but the founder of the company comes out. They realize what's going on, that they've made pornographic pants. And (laughs) they come out, and they, instead of owning the mistake that they've made, they blamed certain women's bodies. And said, well, maybe there's certain women that shouldn't wear our brand. Now, let me give you a little wisdom here, men. And it was a guy that said it. Don't ever bring up a woman's body in an argument, in a discussion. Just don't do it. Just say your body's beautiful. You're good. You're welcome. Um, So, outcry happened. And he gets back on the news and does a YouTube apology, but he doesn't apologize to the women he offended. He apologized to all of the Lululemon workers that he made it really crazy and made it some uncomfortable situations for them and never really addressed the situation. Why? Because we stink at apologizing. We're not good at saying, I am sorry. So what does the Bible say as followers of Christ that you and I are to do when it comes to apologizing, when it comes to I am, sorry, it says this in Matthew chapter five, verse 23 through 24, it says, so if you are presenting a sacrifice at the altar in the temple and you suddenly remember that someone has something against you, leave your sacrifice there at the altar. Leave church, put your offering down. (laughs) and 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 go and be reconciled to that person do what you need to do give the apology receive the apology be reconciled to that person then come and offer your sacrifice to God Jesus is saying this he he's saying this let's let's understand this he's saying you can be in the middle of a church service you can be in the midst of giving your offering because offering at that time was worshipful. It was part of the worship experience. That's why we always do offering during our worship experience. You can be in the middle of worshiping the Lord. And if you remember, there's, there's some unresolved conflict. Stop what you're doing. Stop worshiping with your, with your hands and with your voice and start worshiping with your life and start resolving the conflict that you have. Man, go and apologize if that's what it means, but resolve the issue. And yet, we, we, this is what Jesus is telling us as followers of Christ to do. But why don't we do it then? What keeps us from apologizing? What makes this so hard? I will tell you, there's several things, but the, the, the main thing that really keeps us from apologizing is pride. It's pride, so, our first point pride is the biggest obstacle to an apology. Pride's a dangerous thing in a relationship. Because here's the deal about pride. Pride, when it gets in, it gets into your life and gets a hold of your soul to such a point you don't even know you've got a problem with pride because pride blinds you to pride. It blinds you to your arrogance. You're an arrogant person. You don't even know you're an arrogant person because nobody can tell you an arrogant person that you're an arrogant person because you don't listen to anybody because nobody knows you like you know you, right? It is a blind spot in your life. And pride, if it gets into your relationships, it takes all the love, all the joy, all the peace out of your relationships. In fact, the Bible says this in Proverbs chapter 13, verse 10, it says, pride leads to arguments. Be humble, take advice, and become wise. Leave this up here just for a second. If you and I are prideful and arrogant, it always leads to arguments. But here's a promise of this verse in Proverbs. But if you will humble yourself, if you will allow yourself to take advice, that's not just the words you want to hear, but the words you need to hear. If you win humility and the ability to listen and take advice in, if you can become that person, then the promise is this then that equals that you and I become a wise follower of Christ. Pride leads to arguments, it leads to unresolved conflict, it leads to issues, to problems in our relationships. But be humble man take advice and become wise here's what pride says pride says this well i'm not going to apologize to them I'm not, I'm not they don't deserve my apology pride is too proud to admit it's messed up i don't i don't have to apologize to them i don't owe them an apology and pride it becomes all about what you're owed and who you are instead of what you've done. And can I, man, the the truth, and hear me, the truth is simply this. Pride Pride isn't remorseful, it's just upset it got caught. Pride isn't remorseful, it's just upset it got caught. You've seen proud people get caught doing the wrong thing and they had to say, a hey, 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 apology on TV. I'm sorry. They're not sorry. You know, you know I'm talking I'm tired of that. Blah, 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 got caught. And that's why I'm doing this news conference right now, because I would keep doing it if I didn't get caught. But now I got caught. So I'm gonna say I'm sorry, even though I'm not sorry, because they're too proud, they're too proudful. They're too prideful. Excuse me. English is my second language. I'm um, Proverbs 29. 23 says this, a man's pride and sense of self-importance will bring him down, but he who has a humble spirit will obtain honor. Man, if you've got pride and a sense of self-importance, it'll bring you down. So how do you know if you have pride? How do you know if pride is an issue? I've got three things for you. It's first is this, you have a listening problem. Because if you can't listen, you probably think you know better or know it all already. And if you're prideful, man, you don't listen. You, you here, Here's the second way, is that if you're prideful, you love giving advice, but you don't like receiving advice. You're great at giving all the advice. You like doing the Bible studies. You like telling people, mentoring people, but you're not being mentored yourself. You're not being poured in yourself. You love giving advice, but when somebody has some advice for you that is for you that you know you can trust. You don't listen. You disqualify that, well, you just you just don't know the situation. You don't know my life. You don't know my circumstance. And you want to disqualify advice instead of receiving advice. If you're in this place and you don't receive advice very well, I got news for you. There's a pride problem. If If nobody tells you hard things, <laughs> it isn't that you are that good, it's that you're just insulated that much with pride. If nobody's telling you hard things, man, you missed it here, Justin. I've got people that tell me hard things. I don't like it, and they don't like telling me it, and it's not like everyone, hey, Justin, you missed it here. Hey, Justin, you missed it here. Hey, Justin, because then I'm going to just be walking around with my head down feeling like a loser all the time, right? But, If there's not people in your life that can tell you hard things, it's not that you have arrived or you're that good, it's that you've insulated your life so much with pride that you aren't willing to hear them. And if you're not willing to hear them, you're not gonna get any better. If you and I are going to have relationships that are thriving, if we're going to, man, live this life out in Proverbs, it says, man, a man's pride and sense of self-importance will bring him down, but he who has a humble spirit will obtain honor. If our life is going to obtain honor, then it can't be filled with pride. Pride's a number one thing that keeps us from apologizing, that really makes it hard for us to stay sorry. Now, um, one of the things I love in life, um, one thing that I think is just super uber relaxing is a fire in a fire pit, or a fire when you're camping out. Man, there's just something about it watching the flames dance on the firewood and logs. I mean, some of you, you understand you have a love with a fire. I'm not talking about a fire you flip the switch on and it magically lights the logs in your living room. Not, that's not a fire, okay? Let's, let's be, I'm talking something that makes you stink like you've been around a fire, something that's, Crackling and popping, and you gotta keep feeding it with wood and with you know stuff that's gonna burn up, and you like get carried away and you put a bunch of leaves on it so it goes like this, and you feel like Tom Hanks from Castaway, and like I have made fire, you know, something that that's a that's a fire. I, I love a great fire, but I know and you know, in order to keep a fire going, you have to keep feeding a fire. And Proverbs says this in Proverbs 26:20, 20, it says, fire goes. Out for lack of fuel and tensions disappear when gossip stops and when it comes to a situation I got news and and this kind of hopefully will let all of us kind of read like okay okay you're gonna blow it sometime you're gonna mess up I'm gonna mess up and we're gonna have to apologize but when we don't apologize I, I got news you start adding fuel To an already tense situation, and a lot of us, we keep adding fuel to the fire. Right? We talk about it instead of talking to, we just add fuel to the fire. So I want to talk to you today about how do you stop fueling the fire? Um, I will give you a tip real quick because one thing that Casey and I have really had to work on in our relationship is learning to apologize and. If you are going to apologize, if you're not just going to add fuel to the fire, you've got to learn to say the whole phrase. The whole phrase is, I am sorry, right? It's not one word, sorry, right? Because that's how we say it. Sorry. I said, I'm sorry. Sorry. You know, I, my, my, my daughters, um, every once in a while, if I said, hey, you know, you're not going to talk to me. I said, I said, I'm sorry. I'm like, oh, no, 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 no. No, you don't mean that. And when we just say, sorry, I, I gotta tell you, the moment you yell your apology, it's not an apology, all right? You're not remorseful when you're yelling sorry at one another. Sorry, I said, I'm sorry. I said, you're sorry. I'm, no, 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 no. Nobody's, everybody's sorry and nobody's apologizing. You know, it just, but, but learn to say the whole phrase. Learn to say, to your spouse, because many times it's the person we love the most that it's the hardest to apologize to the most, to learn to say, hey, babe, I'm sorry I hurt you. Babe, I'm sorry I didn't think about that. Because when we just say sorry and expect that to resolve, that doesn't resolve anything. You and I, man, we've got to get better at not adding fuel to the fire, so how do we add Fuel to the fire, because fire goes out for lack of fuel. Well, I'll tell you what fuels the fire is we talk about the situation instead of the per- instead of to the person. We talk about it instead of to it. The Bible says in Proverbs 12, 18, some people make cutting remarks, but the words of the wise bring healing. Are your words bringing healing? And if you aren't talking to the situation, I got news for you, it's not healing the situation if you're not speaking to the person that you are upset with, if you're not speaking to the person who has wronged you, if you're not talking to the person that you have wronged, you are not speaking healing words. Words. It's just making things worse, and most of the time, it's bringing cutting remarks instead of healing remarks. Yesterday, my daughter was in a, uh, a soccer tournament. She's at a game right now, and um, she was at first service. Don't worry, all you parents are like, ah, it's okay for the pastor's kid to miss, but my kid's missing. He's like, oh, get your priorities right. She was at first service, so everybody, calm, calm yourself. She was at a. She plays goalie, and. This one girl, she was a ginormous kid, man. Um, She was like, I'm about to exaggerate, she's about 5'4", and she was just, she's a big kid, and she got a breakaway, okay? And my youngest one, Chloe,'s 10, and she's I mean, she's like a train, like a locomotion, like and this girl's running, she's got a breakaway, and it's the soccer ball, and she sees the goal, and Chloe's there, and she's she's like this, and she's coming at Chloe, and Chloe just takes off at her like a spider monkey and goes, Ah, like this. As goalie, and it just hits right off her face. She saves the goal. I run and give her her mouthpiece because I'm like, man, your teeth are gonna get knocked out, you know. Here's the deal. is that, like the coach is like, man, it takes some courage to run after that, to block that. Can I tell you, we need to act like her when it comes to situations that we need to ask forgiveness for. Because most of us, we just run away and we talk about it. And we get on a, a text with our friends and be like, you won't believe what this person did to me, or you won't believe what this person has said about me, and you're just fueling the fire. You and I are not called to do the easy thing, we're called to do the right thing, and the right thing most of the time is the hard thing, is the difficult thing. And you and I are called not to be infants in our relationship with Jesus Christ, but to grow up and become fully devoted followers, to become men and women of God. And that means to embrace and run after the hard thing. That means to have the hard discussion, to talk to somebody instead of about somebody so that your words might bring healing to the situation. I would tell you this is that something that I have found to be very true in life in general is less is more. Less talking is better. <laughs> less is more. When you and I talk less about a situation and instead talk to the situation, it does a whole lot more good to the situation. If when you get upset and somebody has wronged you, and a lot of times you get your feelings hurt or things go wrong and you get upset and you just get on social media and blast everything, right? You just You I hate it when you leave this vague post like I hate it when people um, leave me and don't invite me to parties and then you send a post of I'm trying to find out who my real friends are on Facebook and if you don't like or talk about how we met the first time, then we're no longer going to be friends. I got news for you that I'm not friends with like 100 people with you in, in this room right now because I never, I'm like, I, I, I don't remember. I just remember we met, you know, and we, we, we just blast stuff. Some of us, the most godly thing we could do is get a journal instead of Facebook. <laughs> I'm being honest. The words of the wise bring healing, Right? Are your words bringing healing or are they adding fuel to the fire? The second thing that adds fuel to the fire is simply this. You bring the ifs and buts into the apology. And if your apology is going to be an apology and I stunk at this, I still have to work on this, is that the ifs and buts have got to go. Go. If my words are gonna be wise and bring healing, man, I've got to get rid of the ifs and buts because the moment the ifs and buts come into the apology is the moment the words cease to be wise and healing. I love what Benjamin Franklin said. He said, never ruin an apology with an excuse. And for some of us, our apology is always introduced with an excuse. Because what happens when you say, hey, I'm sorry, but that's the moment you are justifying instead of apologizing. I'm sorry, but if that's the moment you are excusing your actions instead of apologizing for your actions. And I was, I was awful at this early in our marriage. I'd be like, well, Casey, I wouldn't do that if. right? I, I wouldn't have said that. Well, I'm sorry that hurts your feelings, but you gotta learn, right? That, can I can not tell you, that never goes over well, guys. Never goes over well. Let me give you some examples of bad apologies that we allow the ifs and buts to come in. I'm sorry I hurt your feelings, and I said this, but you sure cry easy. <laughs> that did not help a thing. Man, you, I, I, I'm sorry, but you sure are sensitive, right? That oh! I'm sorry I yelled at you, (laughs) for all you with kids right here. I'm sorry I yelled at you, but I was upset because I stepped on one of your Legos that I've been asking you to pick up for a hundred times, right? You step on that Lego barefoot and you do the Jericho march. You're just like, oh, and you just go because you're trying not to say anything bad. And you just let it out on your kid. I'm sorry, but no, you're not sorry because you have introduced an excuse Of your words. I I like this one. I'm sorry if you took what I said the wrong way. (laughs) I'm not gonna tell you what I've said and what I haven't anymore. Um, (laughs) I'm sorry if you interpreted my words the wrong way. That's how I have phrased that one. I apologize if what I said was more than you can handle. So let's go back to the Bible here for a second. (laughs) Proverbs 12, 18. Some people make cutting remarks. If, and when you let an if and a but in your apology, all of a sudden it's become a cutting remark. Some people make cutting remarks, but you and I aren't called to live like some people, are we? We're not called to live like society. But... (laughs) The word of the wise brings healing. Let your words bring healing. I've got I've to hurry through this. Um, the last thing is this. When, when we learn to apologize, that's one thing. When we're willing to apologize, there's growth. But there's going to be another phase to this. How good, at you, how good are you at receiving an apology? How how? Merciful and graceful are you when you're the one receiving the I'm sorry. Your willingness to receive an apology determines your ability to extend forgiveness. And this is huge. Your willingness to receive an apology, to receive an I'm sorry, will greatly, is directly tied to your ability to extend forgiveness. How do you respond when somebody apologizes to you? How how do you handle it? Oh, it's about time. (laughs) Well, that that doesn't help anything. Well, yeah, you are sorry. You should be sorry. Say, I'm sorry. It's about time you're sorry, because you should have been sorry like two weeks ago. No, 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 no. That's not that's not helping anything. When you and I actually receive a gift, when we when we get a gift and and somebody gives it, you don't throw it down. And be like, I'll get to it later. No, no, you're like, oh, you got that's so nice that you got me that you thought of me. And you open it up, and even if it wasn't what you would buy for yourself, it's another ugly tie on Father's Day, guys. You're like, oh, I love it. And they're like, where are you going to wear it? And I'm like, I will wear it tomorrow, I guess. You know. Um it's part of the process. You're gracious when you're receiving a gift. And can I tell you, when somebody brings an apology, when somebody brings an I am sorry to the relationship, they are an extending a gift. And your willingness to receive it, to let it really get inside of you, will directly affect what comes out of your relationship and if forgiveness is birthed in your relationship or if unforgiveness stays part of the relationship. The Bible says this in Ephesians 4, 31 through 32. It says, get rid of all bitterness, rage, anger, harsh words and slander as well as all types of evil behavior. Instead, as followers of Christ, be kind to each other tenderhearted, forgiving one another just as God through Christ has forgiven you. Can I tell you bitterness is a source of rage, anger, harsh words, slander, and all kinds of other evil behavior because the source of bitterness is unforgiveness. And Paul is is telling the church You gotta get rid of this. The message says this. It says, forgive one another as quickly and thoroughly as God in Christ forgave you. And hear me, if you're not willing to listen to an apology, if you're not willing to receive an apology, you will not be able to extend forgiveness. So who do we forgive? You're gonna have to learn to apologize and you're gonna have to learn to forgive your spouse because I gotta tell you, they're gonna make you upset, they're gonna hurt your feelings because you and I are too sensitive. <laughs> we're, gonna ha- we're gonna have to learn to receive apologies from our spouse. We're gonna have to learn to, ap- let, me, let me throw this challenge out to you parents. You need to learn to apologize to your kids because we're called to lead them in the way that we live our lives. I, I I tell you, there's times I've had to go apologize to Charlie, and I've had to apologize to Chloe because I got too upset because I said the wrong things and it hurt their feelings. And it wasn't that what they did was okay, it's just the way that I responded wasn't okay. And so I've gone in and I've said, man, Charlie, I'm sorry. I messed up. I I, I Sorry, I didn't go, sorry, sorry. No, 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 I I apologize. I apologize to my kids because I want my kids to learn to apologize to me, and I gotta lead them in that way. And it's not that you're above it, it's that you're supposed to lead them in it. Man, be humble. The words of the wise bring healing. You apologize to your kids. Kids, you apologize to your parents. Get good at it, man. I'm just telling you, because it will... Make your life a whole lot easier if you get good at apologizing because you're going to blow it so big it's going to be awesome. (laughs) Learn to apologize. Friends, coworkers, but can I throw one more out? For some of us that we have to deal with on a regular basis, your ex-spouse. I know, I know it's not popular. (laughs) but You and I, we're called to forgive one another. Not the people we like, not the people who deserve it, just people. Man, learn to receive that apology. It may have been years. Maybe you're still waiting on that apology. It may never come, but learn to extend forgiveness anyway, because the only thing trapping you in your unforgiveness is you. Here's what the Bible says, and I I close with this. It's 1 Corinthians Chapter 13, we know this, right? We go to the weddings, we hear the love chapter, right? It's what we say. Love is patient and kind. Love is not jealous or boastful or proud or rude. It doesn't demand its own way. It's not irritable, and it keeps no record of being wrong. And that's the challenge right there, the last part, if you can leave this up. It keeps no record of being wrong. Your relationship does not need you to turn into a historian when there's an apology that is presented. What, do you remember the time you did this? Do you remember when you said that? Do you remember when, when you blew it here five years ago and you're like, what? I tell you, when you start bringing up the laundry list of things they've done, it's not on them anymore. You have not accepted the apology and released forgiveness, because love keeps no record of wrong. It does not help your relationships when you keep the record of how many times you've been wronged and how many times they've been wrong, right? It doesn't help doesn't bring words of healing to the relationship. Love is patient, and it's kind, and it's not rude. And in a society and a culture that is desperate to see what true love looks like, let's be those people. Let's be the people that our words bring healing instead of tearing down and bringing destruction to those we are around Let's pray. Jesus, we love you, we thank you for today. And God, I I pray that in this place there would be some serious self-evaluation about pride. Because God, pride is so blinding to our lives. Pride sneaks in and we don't even realize it's there, we don't even realize it's an issue until it's too late, until we have isolated ourselves from all those that have cared about us, until it's led to our destruction, led to our downfall. And so, Lord, I pray that we would be humble in spirit, that we would heed, that we would listen to advice, and that as a result, we would become wise. God, that's, that's the desire of almost every person that I could just handle situations with wisdom. And Lord, wisdom doesn't come with pride, but it always follows humility. Honor doesn't come with pride. The Bible says that pride comes before a destruction, a haughty spirit before a downfall. But honor always follows humility. And so God, I pray that we wouldn't be too arrogant in our relationships. I pray that we wouldn't be too prideful to take a look inside, but that we would ask those who love us the most Man, do I have arrogance? Do I have pride in that we would take and we would heed the advice of those that are speaking to us today? God, I pray that we wouldn't be people that speak words of divisiveness, of hurt, but we would be people that speak words of healing. Lord Jesus, there's some of us, we've got situations and we've been busy talking about them and gossiping about them and just adding fuel to the fire and getting our feelings more and more hurt and making the situation bigger than what it ever was instead of talking to the situation, instead of to the person. Lord Jesus, we've come in and when we do apologize we're excusing instead of truly being remorseful and so God I pray help us to learn how to apologize help us to learn not to keep fueling the fire but Lord to have a humble remorseful spirit that speaks words of healing to those that were around and God I ask for those of us that were here today God, there's just things we haven't received an apology. Maybe, Maybe we've never, maybe that person that hurt us never apologized to us. God, I pray that we wouldn't wait for it, but we would release the forgiveness anyways. And God, those of us that we have received the I'm sorry, we've received the apology, but we haven't released the forgiveness. God, I pray that we would receive, that we would accept the apology. And that, Lord, we would love them with patience and kindness. And that, Lord, we wouldn't keep the record of wrong anymore. But we would love those that you have placed in our life and around our life. And that we would forgive completely and quickly and thoroughly just as you forgave us in Christ. Help us, God. In this area, it's in Jesus' name I pray. With heads bowed and eyes closed, if you're here today and you say, Justin, I'm here. This morning, I don't know Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. Maybe you're here and you, you're you just not where you need to be in your relationship with Jesus Christ. And you need to get things right. You need to recommit your life. You need to make Jesus Christ the Lord and Savior of your life for the first time ever. I'm going to count to three and we're going to ask you to raise your hand right where you are. We're not going to embarrass you. We're not going to have you get up and go into another room. We're simply going to lead you in a prayer that will change your life. One, two, three three. Is there anyone here today? You say, yeah, that's me. There's one, there's two, there's three, there's four. Is there anyone else? You say, Justin, that's me today. I want to join these four hands that are lifted before we go any further in service. If that's you, would you just raise your hand real quick? Say, that's me today. If you raise your hand, if you please repeat this prayer after me and mean it from your heart. Jesus, I come before you today and I confess that I've sinned, that I've messed up, But I ask for your forgiveness. Jesus, I ask that your love and grace would enter my life. I turn away from the life that I was living to grab hold of the life you have for me. I confess you, Jesus Christ, to be the Lord and Savior of my life. I'm going to live for you the rest of my days. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. thanks so much for listening to our podcast if you have any questions are in need of prayer or would like to join a connect group feel free to email me at nicole at foundationschurch.tv